Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey everyone, Leonard Kim here, and welcome to another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. Yesterday, something pretty amazing happened. I went over to a store, I found this pack of cards, it said Squishmallow on it, and I'm like, what's a Squishmallow? This thing's so cute, I gotta see what it is. And then the Target guy next to me was like, oh, uh, here, let me check the price on that for you. And it was like $5.99, $5.99 for like eight cards. And after I looked it up, the cards are absolutely worthless, but that's besides the point. When I opened it up i saw the coolest thing ever there was a card in there and the card's name was leonard anyways uh today we have summer sorison on the line with us today she's a copywriter and we're going to be discussing a lot about copy and whatnot but before we get into that uh summer would you like to take a moment to introduce yourself and get into uh, a little bit about how you became a copywriter what you did in the past and all that fun fun stuff I'd be delighted to. Thank you, Leonard. And also, thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, This is great. So, um, it's, it's interesting how I was thinking about, you know, you know, the life journey, you know, so to speak, and certain things, you know, when you're a kid and they change and some things don't change, but, um, it's interesting how the journey evolves, right? As you live and experience, uh, life, but, as my journey as a copywriter is actually pretty, um, well, it's fascinating to me, but I knew from the time I was a young age that I wanted to, that I loved writing. That's all. That's, that was my raw knowledge. I loved writing. I always, English class was my favorite. And I didn't really know what to do with that information as a kid, but I went through kind of a winding journey and I'll, I will, uh, I'll share it as briefly as possible, but I kind of I had I kind of had a pivot moment when I was in high school where I decided that I wanted to be a radio star, and so I got a degree in media communication, um, and I ended up in the radio industry, um, being an on-air personality. And I thought, man, I want a syndicated radio show. I want to, and like that's going to be the best. And I started doing it for a couple of years, and I realized that it wasn't quite the dream that I hoped it was going to be, and. Um, Meanwhile, so I was working at a group of radio stations in the Portland, Oregon market, and I was doing promotions and on-air work. And the promotions part, you know, I was writing uh, the company newsletter. I was writing commercials. um, I was writing a lot of the promotional materials that the DJs read on air. And I realized that that was more, that was, I was, it was kind of like getting back in touch with my childhood love of writing that I never lost, to be honest. Um, and so I kind of had a moment of truth where I realized that the marketing and the copywriting side, it was really something I was more passionate about than being on the air. And so at that point, I kind of, I pivoted into, um, and I'm, sorry, I'm sorry for using the word pivot because right, everyone's tired of that word, but I, I, my career trajectory changed into marketing and copywriting. And um, I've been doing I've worked in a variety of, of small businesses since then where I've done everything from you know, blogging and press releases, website content, um, video scripts, all the things. And somewhere along the way, I knew that I wanted to start my own business and I wanted to help uh, more than just one company in a salaried position. I wanted to help um, other companies with their content writing Um, and I wanted to do it on my own terms and I wanted to start my own business. So I did that in 2019. I started summertime communications and I help, um, small companies. I could tell you more about my niche if you want to hear, but I help companies with their marketing copywriting to help communicate to their customers, um, to write in their, to discover their voice and to write content that speaks to their ideal client. So that's, um, that's the short as I can version of my history. Oh, cool. So you kind of mentioned that you were doing radio for a while, but then you kind of lost the passion for it or it wasn't what you expected. Uh, what do you think were the main uh, factors behind that? It's interesting. So 
it's it boils down to a couple well three things and I'll be candid with you so one is being a radio DJ is it's not it wasn't as much of a creative endeavor as I had imagined it being it's a lot of reading scripts and it's a lot of repetition and I one of the things that I love is variety like I, my soul needs variety in my work and so reading the same things over and over again every hour it was kind of a soul killer and so that, but it was still fun, right? So that was one, the lack of variety, the lack of creative freedom. Um, and then I looked at, after I got into it, I realized that it's really to get somewhere where, where you achieve some fame in the industry, you have to put in a lot of years of working in small markets, working six days a week, long hours for low pay. And, you know, because it's a very unstable industry, and you, you can get fired constantly um, just due to things that some, most of which are out of your control. And it's, it's a long road and it paved with very poor pay to make it anywhere. And I, I had to have a moment of truth and realize, like, is that something I want to do? Do I want to, like, be moving around from a tiny little town to tiny little town, barely surviving financially just to achieve this dream? And, you know, I, I realized that, uh, no, I didn't want to do that. Um, and I knew that radio uh, was a poor, doesn't pay very well when I got into it, but I didn't care because I was so excited about it. But after you live um, uh, in a in a state of near poverty for several years, you you start to rethink your decision. <laughs> and not yeah. to knock on the radio industry because it's awesome, it's fun. I would still, I don't know, I still have a special place in my heart for it. But I, I realized that it wasn't for me because of the things I said earlier that I wanted to to do focus on writing. So that was my reasoning for getting out of the industry. That makes a lot of sense. Like growing up, I would listen to like big boy on the radio and it would sound like he has an unscripted show. It sounds like he's like freestyling and saying whatever he wants and having a good time. But I mean, if the reality of it is you're following scripts, then that really takes out a lot of joy from what you're doing. So I could see why that would uh, definitely push you into a different uh, career shift. And I do see that a lot of uh, roles uh, that are public-facing tend to have lower salaries for some reason, which is kind of weird. So I can definitely feel you for that. Um, so you kind of <laughs> mentioned that you kind of moved into a transition where uh, you were working on, like, collateral, sending out emails, doing ads, and um, doing things within the radio station that kind of fueled your excitement and your childhood joy. Uh when you were, before you even started working, was that joy based around like making stories, uh, like fantasies, or what, what was that joy kind of based around? Wow, that's a really good question, Leonard. Um, I would say, yes, storytelling has always been enjoyable. Um, and, I, you know, something, something that stands out to me that kind of captures that joy is is a, a, a typical assignment, you know, in grade school, you come back to school in the fall and you, uh, one of the, one of the assignments that I always look forward to is write an essay about what you did over the summertime. And I always loved that assignment because I loved now part of that, I have to give credit to my parents for making, uh, us, you know, giving us fun adventures during the summertime. So I had good stuff to write about, but writing about, you know, going on water skiing trips and, you know, hang, and doing various things with the family and hiking. I just love that so much. Just telling stories, sharing experiences and something that I've come to realize um, as it's become more crystallized over the years is that, you know, good writing is, you know, it is about storytelling. It's about sharing experiences and really kind of the overarching thing is, is it's one person connecting to another person um, even if you're writing to multiple people, to many people, you're writing and basically you're connecting on an individual level with people. And that's what, that's the thing that ultimately I love about writing is just connecting with people. Yeah, and writing's a, actually a really great way to do that. I mean, on the radio, you have an amazing impact because you're talking to people in their cars, at home, and you're broadcasting uh, to many people, but you're touching them on a one-on-one -on -one basis, I feel that writing, you kind of get that same impact too, because it's not like a group of people walking into a movie theater together to experience something. It's someone having a one-on-one -on -one relationship with the word that's written right in front of them. So it's as if you're talking to them directly. 
Exactly. But at scale, because when you have things online, they could be seen by hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, or millions of people, or even more. It could be, yeah. But it's, yeah, exactly. But it's still, it's, yeah, even though it's become a mass medium in the internet era, it's still important, I think, to to write as if you're talking to one person. I mean, I guess there's probably some exceptions, but the one-to-one writing um, is, I think, uh, the ideal the, the ideal way to go about it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you have to talk to two or three people, but uh, that's besides the point. <laughs> like, like if you're replying to an email with three people on it, I'm like, hey, guys. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, you know, so anyways. Yeah, so you kind of started with the small businesses. What did that kind of look like at the very beginning when you were doing uh, your, or or maybe we go back a little bit even further. Like when you first were doing the radio ads, these were like companies from all walks of life who were kind of going out there and advertising through the radio? Yeah, they were. And uh, we're digging into ancient history here. Uh, so, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it was an interesting journey uh, back at the beginning, back in those days when I was writing radio commercials because, you know, I had to do, kind of develop a process on how to glean information from uh, my clients. Well, they weren't my clients. I wasn't, in, I wasn't on the sales team. I, was, I would be working with a sales consultant to write a commercial for their client. And so that was, I had to, try to get that information. I had to try to get the salespeople to get the right information from their clients so I could write a commercial for them. So it was, there was a little bit of trial and error. Um, but, you know, the, the intent of it, of course, is always to um, determine what the goal is that the customer wants to accomplish and then write something that will achieve that goal for them um, in a way that is... Um, that's true to their voice as a company. And so that's something I've been working on for the last um, probably 15 years. <laughs> so it's, you never, you never perfect the process, but you, uh, you always, you can always get better at it. Right. Yeah, that's true. So you've been doing this for about 15 years, but you've been self-employed for three, you said? Three years. Yes. So can you kind of walk me through that transition? Like what, what made you kind of want to move on, jump on to doing things on your own after having such a stable career doing it? Maybe uh, were you at an agency or were you uh, doing this in-house at companies? I was doing in-house at various companies. Um, and I think, um, I, I'll see, how do I put this diplomatically? I... <laughs> <laughs> there's, I loved what I did. I, I always loved what I did. Uh, but I guess I have, you know, I'm pretty independent spirit, pretty self-motivated. And I, I had this desire that kind of built up in me over the years that I wanted to work for myself. I had this great desire to be my own boss, to be, to manage my own schedule. Um, and I saw other people doing it. I'm like, man, that'd be great to work from home. And this was, this was before COVID where, where more people started working from home, but I, I want to work from home. I want to work on my own schedule. Like I have a blog as a side, as a passion project. And I would love, I've always thought, man, I'd love to just build this blog all day, you know, at home. But that isn't, that's another matter altogether. But I just. Once you get the time, you don't it, do it. Right? <laughs> what was that? Once you get the time to do it, you don't do it, right? Exactly, right? It's like it takes some discipline <laughs> to do that. But uh, along the years, you know, just through a series of having some um, uh, bad bosses and some experiences that were kind of draining on my soul for, you know, there's, we all have bosses, we all work for companies that aren't really good for your work-life balance and, you know, that kind of take more than they give. So I did that for a number of years, and that really kind of strengthened my resolve to um, to start my own business, so that I could, you know, do life on my own terms. And that's uh, that's really. And then you know, lots of job, lots of my jobs involved traveling, being away from my husband on evenings and weekends, which he didn't really care for. 
And so I thought, you know, working for myself is going to be the way to solve all the problems. Uh, you know, it also creates a lot of new ones, of course. But uh, so that's that's kind of uh, how my journey, how my how my thought process went over the last ten years as I was contemplating this. Cool. Well, it sounds like it's been quite a journey, especially getting into the space where you're uh, an entrepreneur and you're working on your own and you're doing this for multiple clients as opposed to in-house for one company. It's about time for us to hop off to a commercial break. Where can people find you online, Summer? Uh, my website is uh, my company name, which is summertimecommunications.com. Just like I said, with season summertimecommunications.com. Cool, and you can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. The Soul Connection with Dr. K is a forum of expert guests coming together to showcase holistic lifestyles and spiritual connections. Host Christy Ann Lefferts, also known as Dr. K, will speak with authors, medical professionals, leaders in faith and business, and other national figures who will share stories, advice, expertise, and testimonials of faith. Get ready to feed your soul. Tune in for The Soul Connection, live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, or listen on your time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, everyone. Leonard Kim here with Summer Sorensen. We've been talking a lot about... uh Summer's journey moving from radio into the copywriting world, how she used to work in-house at companies, and now she's uh, off on her own as an entrepreneur going out and providing copy for a lot of companies. Um, Summer, you've been doing this for well over a decade, so you're pretty much seeing tons of different campaigns go out, most of which you've personally touched yourself. Um, out of all these campaigns, do you have like maybe three of the best campaigns that you wanted to showcase as examples that you maybe personally worked on yourself? Ooh, let me think about that. Sure. Um, well, I, I'll think of, let's see, let me, I'm an introvert, so I, I think slowly in that. Uh, but let me, I I can think of an, a recent example to, to start us off. Um, sure. I did a... Uh, one of my clients um, puts on races and triathlons and I, I wrote a press release for, for them and sent it out to the media uh, for a, a race they were doing called Race to Equality, which um, was to raise funds for, um, for scholarships for disadvantaged people and to kind of shine a light on, on inequality. And uh, I was, you know, sometimes you send out a press release and you get no bites, um, and sometimes you get bites. And so this one that I sent out, um, I was able to get my client on 
on the local TV station for an interview, which was pretty great. I always love that. Um, um, but when you say campaigns, um, I mean, I guess I could, what do, what do campaigns can, what do you mean? Uh, what kind of campaigns specifically do you, do you have in mind that you want me to talk about? I don't know, any part uh, that you want to kind of go over, it's kind of up to you. I mean, uh, if you were involved in this campaign and you did a press release, like, what kind of came from that press release and what made it so exciting? Well, to me, I mean, you know, a press release is, you know, we the purpose of it, as I see it, is to kind of to get media attention for whatever it is that you're trying to um, promote. And so it's gratifying to have the media instead of ignoring what you send out, which does happen, you know, to have them respond and, 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 uh, and give, uh, I guess what, what, uh, it's called earned media, right? There's paid media where you pay for people's attention and earned media as the PR profession calls it is where you get, you earn a chance to be in front of a media outlet um, because they see some merit in what you're doing. And so um, that, that's always, that, that always feels good. Um, but, you know, other than that, I'm think I can think of, you know, uh, you know, I mentioned before the break that I'm a blogger. And so I love seeing my, my own content as well as my clients, um, you know, get through the, get higher in the ranks in Google Right, we know we you and I both know that um, blogging is is a good way to boost your search engine optimization or SEO, as the cool kids call it. So uh, I love to watch when I write blogs for clients um, to to check this um, the Google results for search key phrases, and then you know come back a few months later and see how their website has risen up the ranks through looking at some. after, you know, having some time out there in the ether, basically boosting SEO through through organic blogging. And that's another example. Um, cool. So maybe for an example for that, like what page was it on before that, before when you first posted it? Then what page did it end up on after you checked it out after a few months? It was, so their website, it was, it had ranked pretty high before. It was still on, it was towards the bottom of the first page. Um, for Google, um, and then I wrote a blog, a very specific blog post um, about it was about um, iron infusions, IV iron infusions. And then after I checked four months later, I, I'm going to say, and it had risen up to I believe it was the second result on Google, first page for it was you know local search is 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 um, is, a, is a quicker win for local businesses. So you know the topic. And then the search, the city. So it, it had gotten up to the second result, which is huge to go from the even. It's huge to be on the the first page at all, but to go from like the sixth or seventh position to the second one uh, is pretty amazing. And so that just kind of shows the power of of keyword rich blogging. Yeah, that's a pretty significant result to go up that far on the first page to the second result. Like, not many people are actually able to do that. Do you have, like, maybe an example where you were on, like, maybe, like, page 15, page 20, and you moved up a few pages, too? Oh, I'd have to dig into the archives for that. I don't have anything top of mind for that. But um, it's interesting to see, I mean, apart from a specific example, it's interesting to see... You know, if if you look at your um, your your Google performance results and look at what people are searching for, and then you start to see that uh, you know if a blog post is written to answer a specific query, um, after it's been out there for a while, it starts to get found. You know, when, when people start to um, to search for that, um, and so that, but it takes time, right? Unless you're already have a huge audience um, where people are just going to organically automatically click um, on your page thousands of times. Um, Just being strategic about putting those keywords out there. It'll, it's, it's like a fine wine. It gets, it, uh, it, 
it gets better with age, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Evergreen and blog content does the same. Cool. Uh, and uh, do you have another example of something that you've kind of done? Sure. Um, let's see here. Let me think here. Uh, I do. I do. But as I mentioned before, I have to give this qualifier. Um, I, as an introvert, it takes me a while to think of examples sometimes. I would say, and this is not, um, this is kind of a, this is a little bit of a uh, different from a, specifically a copywriting example, but I have a client that is a massage therapist and we, she had, she had reached out to me that saying that she was having too many holes in her schedule and she needed to fill them up. And um, through some finagling and um, uh, some fine tuning, we were able to t- turn her business around so that she is consistently booked two to three weeks out, um, which is something that I'm pretty pleased with. Um, oh, that's great. And, yeah, it is great. Um, so there, I mean, you can ask me questions about that, but that, that was the result. We start, we, you know, start with a flashy result of like now that now she's booked out two to three weeks and feel like as a marketer, um, that's pretty satisfying to help her. You want, you know, you want your clients to be booming, right? It means you're doing your yeah. job. <laughs> like I, I find that a lot of businesses, what they do is they usually go out looking for marketing when they're kind of like in between like a rock and a hard place. They got a few clients, but it's not enough. And they're looking to really get things like booked and like get operations <laughs> up and going. So uh, I could see this person coming to you and saying, look, I kind of need some more business. I need some help to really go out there and make things work. I, I can see you starting to work on that. And within uh, uh, whatever amount of period of time it took, like now it's a constant two to three week flow where everything's fully booked, clients happy, everything's going well. Um, I guess when you kind of break that down, like there's, there's a lot of moving parts that kind of go into something like that, right? To make Absolutely. it work, fine, smooth, uh, tuned machine like the one that you kind of helped uh, build for her. There are a lot of moving parts, um, and it takes yeah, it takes kind of a patience or a willingness to kind of address all those moving parts and give it time to do to do its magic. <laughs> Yeah, I think one of the biggest struggles for that is a lot of business owners kind of don't have that patience factor where they're like, kind of want this done now. Uh, was that the same case for this client or how were you able to kind of work through that? She seemed, it wasn't one of those dire, like, we need, we need this now. She just kind of casually mentioned, you know, hey, I need to fill in my schedule. What can we do? And, um, you know, it's... I think a lot of it depends on the cash flow, right? Like if you're in a pretty bad cash flow situation, it becomes more urgent. Um, and I, you know, I can't really speak to her cash flow situation, but it wasn't like get me, get my schedule full by this time next month, or we're done here. You know, it wasn't quite like that. But what I did was, you know, I I kind of doubled down on um, I, what I do for her is is I do her email marketing and her social media as well. And so there was, there was a couple, a couple pieces to it. I kind of doubled down on, on making sure she had regular content on Google, my business, which is um, pretty important for search engine optimization. You know, every time I talk to her, she's like, man, people keep finding me on Google. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's, that's what you want as a local business, especially local service providers we found on Google. And so I'm putting that content out there, um, with a call to action and link to her website helped and, um, having regular content on social media helps too. Although, um, that's, that's just one of the pieces I suppose. And, um, so people can, if pe- people are, you know, uh, people are apt to, to Google your social profile to see what kind of business you are before they pick up the phone. But one thing actually that really helped too um, is that we moved her from being um, an email. So to book appointments previously, um, she had people just email her or call her office, and then she kind of plugged them into her schedule. And she just mentioned in passing, like, I have this tool where we can set up online appointments, but I haven't set it up yet. 
And I thought, man, you can do online appointments. Let's do that. Come on. Because people, like for myself, I know that if I'm going to book a massage, I would rather book it myself. I'd rather go online, look at what the available availabilities are, pick it myself. I'd much rather do that than play schedule back and forth via email or phone just because, like I said, I'm an introvert. I'd rather, if, I, if there's an, a route that lets me not talk to someone, I'm going to take that route almost every time. And so um, we got in there and I helped her with the, her scheduling software and we, we got that all set up and put a button on our website, front and center, book an appointment. And I think that was a pretty instrumental piece as well in that people could book online. And so that made it, it, it streamlined the process for people to book. It took a lot of the barriers out of the way. And so um, amongst all of those factors, I mean, the, uh, the email marketing is another piece that I could talk about, but it, it just, it, it took the barriers out of the way, which that's a big piece of those streamlining your marketing is, is, is um, make it easy for people to do business with you. And those are some of the key components that I think made the transition for her. Awesome. So when it comes to like the copywriting side of things, what you're kind of the expert at, what do you think were the main key points and the storytelling aspects that helped change uh, her business trajectory? Well, I think, well, uh, there's uh, this, the storytelling. That's, that's a great, um, great question, Leonard. Um, you know, we say as marketers, a lot. You hear this a lot. If you, well, maybe, maybe your listeners don't listen to marketing material like I do because I'm a dork, but you know, you talk about the, one of the, the main things is um, talk about people's pain and talk about how you solve their pain. And that's a key component of the storytelling. Um, now it's pretty low hanging fruit. You know, why would someone want to get a massage? A lot of times it's because they're in pain. So that makes that element pretty easy. So you talk about the different scenarios in which people might be in pain and you talk about how a massage will help and you can get into specifics, um, as specific as you want to be, you know, but painting that emotional appeal about are you, in, did you get in an auto accident? Uh, are you in pain? Is your back pain? And there's, there's just so many different directions you can take it. But getting people to be like, oh, yeah, my shoulders hurt. My neck hurts. Oh, do I have bad posture? Like, yeah, you know, my back does hurt from that injury I had a couple of years ago. Um, and kind of getting people to resonate with the struggle and then presenting my client as a solution um, gets, you know, it gets, I firmly believe that, that telling stories um, gets people to pay attention, right? It's a powerful mechanism. Um, and so... That's kind of a uh, a a ten thousand of you approach. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Um, well, it's about time for us to hop off to another commercial break. And I really do appreciate the feedback and the details that you kind of went over to help kind of outline the outline how all these uh, pieces kind of combine together to really help this campaign become a success. Um, if people wanted to find you online, where could they find you? You can go to my website, which is summertimecommunications.com. Uh, just like it sounds, summertimecommunications with an S.com. Cool. And you can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get Amplified. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey everyone, Lenny Kim here with Summer Sorensen. Uh, we've been talking a lot about three client examples. One really with a triathlon that did extremely well for the disability uh, for a disability campaign uh, that did a big push in the media, which was extremely successful. Another with um, search engine results moving from the bottom of the first page up to Google to the second result, which is pretty phenomenal in itself. To talking about how a massage therapist was able to go out there and get her schedule book for two to three weeks in advance and have a consistent, steady flow of traffic coming in. Now, uh, Summer, you've been a copywriter for an extremely long period of time. Um, I'm sure when it comes to creating uh, results like this, a lot of it goes into the copy and what's kind of created. Um, What would be some of your best copywriting tips so that others could kind of get these similar types of results with what they're doing? Sure. Um, Thanks for asking. No problem. These are... (laughs) these are kind of some things that I've gathered over my many years of, of, you know, being out there and battle tested ideas, I suppose you could say. Um, And I I will add as a caveat, you know, I'm always testing, always evolving, always taking in new ideas. It's not like a a fixed set of, um, it's, I guess always improving. That's, that's, that's the takeaway, but some of the principles that I um, kind of, that I bring to the the table when I'm writing for clients um, is this is, this is a, let's see, I will say um, it's either four or five, depending on how you divide it up, but tips that I would add. Um, This is, I have this, I have recently come to realize that, when you're talking to someone in marketing copy, um, it's better to use second person, say you, instead of, you know, talk, like you're talking to the person, talking mm-hmm. to the customer. We talked earlier about how we want to um, uh, be engaging and talk. It's a one-to-one, like it's a one-to-one conversation, whether you're broadcasting on the radio to a million people or writing a blog post, you're talking to one person. And so I've adopted that philosophy even for writing websites. Um, obviously, again, you know, a situation like a press release is a different scenario. But if you're writing marketing copy, you want to, you're talking to someone, you're not talking to a crowd, um, right? And so you, when the someone that jumps onto your website, you want to draw them in because you're talking to them. And so use words like you and your, so be personal. That's, um, that's a lesson that I have found to be effective that, uh, that I use. Um, and then I would say, I guess I'm looking at my list and I think it might end up actually being three cause I'm combining them as I go. So the second one would be to, um, 
to solve a problem for for the prospect, right? We talked before about how you know you you want to address their pain, address their problem, um, and and then you you want to set yourself up as a solution and do that in a in a way that um, keeps their attention. Um, and so, I think with massage problem. I think with well, massages, that, it's a good it's a good example to address the pain because you go get a massage because you're in pain. So <laughs> that kind of uh, makes a good example of why you should go and address the pain because that's why people are going to see a massage uh, therapist, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that one that that example kind of wrote itself. So which is pretty handy. But you know, everyone, every company that's out there. It, hopefully exist to solve a problem for their, for their clients. And so capitalizing on what that problem is and really drawing it out so people feel the pain and then say, well, maybe not drawing it out, but articulating it so that people can feel the pain and then sliding in as to, as with your company, your brand as a solution to that pain. Um, Like, I think, you know, you know, we follow each other on Twitter, Leonard, and you talk about how, you know, if you want to make a lot of money, you have to do it with a personal brand, right? So you know the principle. Like, if you you want to appeal to people that um, want to make some money, and you even wrote a book to show people how to do it. So you are addressing people's uh, pain points of, like, wanting to make more money. You know how to do it. You've shown people how to do it. You've sh- so you've shown yourself as a solution to that problem for people who have an appetite to be a public figure. So you understand the concept and you're teaching it to other people. So you want to present the solution in an appealing way to your target audience. And so then I guess, the, oh, go ahead. Oh, to basically to summarize up what you've said thus far is you want to address the person directly. So you're speaking exactly to them. You want to figure out what problem your company is solving. You want to know how to address that problem and articulate it. So the uh, customer or person who's looking at the page feels that pain and relates to that pain and also how your company or whatnot is the solution to that pain. Uh, that kind of covers what we've said thus far, right? Yeah, that's a great summary. Cool. I like it. You were going on? So, oh, sure. So the third thing I would say, you know, I could talk about copywriting all day because I'm a word nerd, but I know we have a limited amount of time. So I guess the third thing I would say is to make sure to, um, it's kind of, I would say be call to action oriented and kind of know your purpose for writing, um, which requires some careful thought before you sit down to write. And maybe, maybe the process will crystallize as you write, but we're not writing for our health, right? We're writing to achieve an outcome. And so keeping in mind what you want that outcome to be, and then writing in such a way that you're building up to that outcome uh, is um, is important. I, so I guess the the brief way to to summarize that would be you know call to action oriented. And sometimes it's hard to identify that. Like when I sit down with clients when we're launching our project together, I try to ask them or I do ask them, uh, what do you want? Like when we're writing the social media captions or when we're writing these newsletters, um, what response do you want people to take? Like, it's not just for, I mean, to some extent you want to stay in front of people and there's just that element, like just being top of mind by putting content out there into people's feeds and into people's inboxes. But there has to be, it has to be driven, it has to be driving towards an action you want people to take. And so let's keep that in mind and let's not just write fluff. Let's have a purpose to it. So that would be my final point. So some call to actions could be like maybe liking a post, sharing a post, commenting on a post, booking an appointment, joining an email list, following you, um, buying a product. Would, would those be some call to actions that people could partake in? Definitely. Yeah, those are some great examples. And again, it, it kind of it requires some careful thought and some careful strategy, which is also what I like to help clients with because you'd be surprised 
Leonard, how many people aren't really sure what their objectives are? They aren't really sure what they want their customers to do. And so that's, you know, we have to think through that. And so part of the thing that I, I like to help clients with is, is let's develop a strategy. If you, you know, I can write the words, but I need to know like what we're trying to accomplish here. And if you, if you're not sure, let's talk that through together so that we can be more strategic about how we're writing. Um, so yes, those are great. Those are great examples that you gave Leonard. Awesome. So um, it seems that uh, a lot of these uh, things that you have to do is built into like a four-step process that you've kind of developed. Uh, do you follow like, uh, like do you figure that what you do is kind of uh, like based off intuition and it kind of comes second nature to you? Or do you feel that uh, you follow more of a strict process when you're kind of like hitting all these objectives? Oh, wow. That's a really great question. I would say it's a combination of both. Um, I, I try to, it's, it's a little bit of intuition. It's a little bit of, you know, having been writing copy for um, more than 15 years, actually, and kind of the things I pick up along the way, the feedback I get. So I would say it's largely intuition, but there is definitely more formula that, I can use. So those, those three to four points that I gave, you know, I, those are in the back of my mind. It's not like I have like a flow chart on my wall that like, okay, did I use the word you enough times? Did I mention the problem enough times? You know, I don't, I'm not that specific, but those are, it's, it's a very unofficial formula. Um, uh, and I guess one, one thing that would kind of go into the solving problems bracket, the number two is um, is add value. You know, I, uh, when you're, when writing, it's ideal to be able to provide some value to the end user that's reading it. And so, um, I, I try to, those are, those are just, that's kind of a framework I use when I'm writing is being personal, solving a problem and adding value and getting a result. Um, so I guess the, the answer to your question directly is I, it's both. Cool. So you, you kind of built out this frame process, uh, framework, and sure, some people are going to get it right away. They're going to do an amazing job. They're going to make copy that's unforgettable, and it's going to really impact their business. But a lot of people just aren't naturally writers, and they're going to kind of struggle with the process. Uh, what do you recommend these people do? Um, well... I mean, okay, so, I mean, I guess like you could say they could hire me, <laughs> but, <laughs> but not everyone could hire me. I'm sorry, I had to do it. But I would say, you know, take those principles and, um, and try to, try to enact them. I mean, you can, anyone can, uh, anyone can take these principles. Uh, the, I guess the hard part is, you know, a lot of people say they're not writers and, that may be true. Some people are naturally gifted at it. Some people they're more naturally gifted at it than others, but everyone has a unique perspective and they, a unique knowledge that they alone possess. You know, the, the magic sauce that we all have is our personalities matched with what we know and, um, and how we can help others. And so, you know, I, I would like to encourage people that you, you're a better writer than you think if you, if you practice. Like any discipline, you have to practice. But if you know what you're trying to accomplish and your goal is to solve problems for people, um, it, and, the, and you're willing to practice, anyone can become an effective writer if you use those principles. I mean, there's more, you know, there's, dozens of books out there, uh, hundreds uh, on writing copy, but I think anyone can, can write if you speak from, uh, this is, might sound cheesy, but speak from the heart, uh, speak from what you know and, and who you are. It's, everyone has a unique perspective. Just need to practice putting it down on paper. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Like me personally, when I first started writing, 
Uh, I was in, you know, high school doing my essays, getting C's on them, not really getting the best grades possible, going, I don't know if I'll ever get this writing thing down. I was getting like A's and B pluses in math, though. And something weird happened over a decade, two decades, whatever it was. I ended up becoming like this pretty solid writer, but then I wasn't really good at math anymore. So things kind of just flipped around. So if you if you don't think that you're good at uh, writing, you could still take examples uh, and go and practice. And who knows, maybe things could flip around for you as well. And if they don't, you do have two resources here. You have Summer, who's uh, been a copywriter for well over a decade. Uh, you have me, who's been doing personal branding for a while. And you have resources that you can go out there and find that can really go and help you build out these things, uh, budget contingent. And there's a lot of resources out there for free even. There's books and there's everything out there that can really help you on this journey. But the best thing to really understand about everything is how important copy is when it comes to the customer journey so that no matter what product, service, offering, uh, personal brand you may have, there's a destination for everyone to kind of walk into and a path for them to be set uh, set upon so that uh, you can reach a mutual decision where everyone's kind of happy. Now, Summer, uh, if anyone's out there going, okay, this copy, uh, this copywriting thing sounds absolutely amazing. I know I'm personally not good at it, but I probably have some budget where I could go and hire a copywriter of some sort to do this. Where, where exactly could they find you so then they could potentially work with you, uh, Summer? Sure. Um, my website's out there um, being, uh, well, it's summertimecommunications.com. I was about to throw some shade at my website, but I'll, I'll save that for another time. It's, um, that's the name of my company, summertimecommunicationsplural.com. And there's a contact page on there drops right into my inbox if they want to get in touch with me. Cool. Uh, you can always find me at Mr. Leonard on uh, Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter. Uh, my website's LeonardKim.com. Do you have any final, uh, maybe like few second, a few minute, or a few second phrase that you wanted to leave the audience with, uh, Summer? Oh, let's see. I would say, it, it, as it pertains to copywriting, you know, um, something that was. This is, I'm going to borrow this from, some, from a speech I heard um, a few years ago, but basically the world wants to hear, the world needs to hear what lessons life has taught you. And a good way to do that is through the power of words. You can help people with the power of words, with your knowledge. And so don't be afraid to share your knowledge um, to help make someone else's life better. Awesome. What a great way to end the show. Thank you, everyone who's listening. Thank you, Summer, for joining us today. And thank you, everyone. Uh, hope you have a wonderful week. And we'll see you next week on Grow Your Influence Tree. Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.